It is fantastic. everybody and welcome back to this edition of the overtime podcast presented by the cold front report i'm one of your two co-hosts clayton garrett you can find me on twitter at cfr clayton cfr c-l-a-y-t-o-n and joining me as always is jeff uvino you can find me on twitter at real j uvino r-e-a-l-j-u-v-e-i-n-o all right, Jeff. The Bills got their third victory of the season. I'd like a disclaimer real quick. Sorry if I sound a little bit under the weather. My voice has been shot since this past Sunday. All Cole Fort Report was in town for the Bills' home opener. Jeff, what do you think of the Bills' third victory of the season over the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, it was a victory. Um, I can tell you that. Um, it wasn't pretty at times. Most of the second half was depressing, but they won. Um, they found it was their third different win of the season, and by different – I mean, the different way that they've won the football game. You know, the first week, they sucked in the beginning. They came back at the end. Week two, they pretty much controlled the game. And week three, they jumped out to a quick start. They sucked almost all the second half, and they pulled it out at the end. So they found different ways to win games, which is really important, especially early in the year. If you can learn how to win, it really, really serves you well going down the stretch. Right, right. And you said they sucked in the second half. I think that's putting it lightly. I mean, I was sitting in the stands, and I, I can tell you right now, I was, not, I was not a happy camper in the stands from the game, <clears throat> based on the game. I just think they, 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 they weren't very opportunistic with their play calling, with the situational play calling, with execution. Um, and it, we're really seeing a trend here. It, it seems they, they seem to tam- tamper off in the second half of the game, not being the defense. The defense was lights out. It was just that the defense was putting the offense in positions to succeed, but the, deep, the offense was not being very opportunistic with the situations they were placed in. A good example of this is the Bills – Micah Hyde forces a fumble after a completion to John Ross while the Bills go into the red zone and T.J. Yeldon fumbles the ball right back. Yeah. Second half, um, T, uh, Tredavious White breaks on the ball, gets an interception. We get the ball back. We have about 60 yards of field to go. And Josh Allen, he was playing hero ball, another cowboy play, throws it right back, to, right back to the Bengals' secondary. Just very unopportunistic execution and play calling. And I'll get into that in this, in, right here. Um, right before half, the Bills got the ball back with about a minute 37, minute 47 or so left in the half. They had one timeout. They had the ball at about their own 20-yard line. The first play call of the drive is quarterback power to the left side, and I believe that was the short side of the field, if I recall correctly. Um, they, they call quarterback power to the left side. Now, see, my issue with that play call is I'm perfectly fine with that play call on the other 20. In, in that situation, if you're at the other 20 and you're trying to get a play and you have a minute 37, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. But that's not the situation you're in. So Josh Allen fumbles the ball. It goes out of bounds. It was kind of a spotty, spotty call, if you will. Um, but on forward, they, they were running seam routes. They were running deep vertical routes. And then they had a check down. And then the following play, they check it down to TJ Yellen. He gets seven or eight yards. The clock's running. They only have one timeout. And they weren't very they, – they weren't running their hurry up very effectively or efficiently, if you will. And it, it just seemed the play calls – the play calling really wasn't there to get points. And it turns out that they, they, they don't get enough yardage to put Stephen Hauschka in a position to succeed. And he attempts a 62-yard field goal. Okay, this is a 34-year-old kicker coming off a season where he injured his back. 
and he's attempting a 62-yard field goal. I, once he tried it out there and he was standing on the Bills logo at midfield, I'm just like, man, this is a long shot. And he missed it. He, it, it was kind of close. He missed it by about a yard. Mm-hmm. It, had the, it almost had the distance. But it, was, it wasn't as easy as it should have been. And I thought the play calling hampered that drive most importantly. Yeah, it seemed like in that point of the game that the Bills had played too well to only be up two scores. And we really liked them to put more points on the board there because they really controlled the first half. I mean, they ran Cincinnati over out of the gates and they'd been playing really well, but they were only up 14 to nothing. You know, they had let the Bengals kind of hang in the game there. So I really wanted them to score a third time, make it a three possession game going into the second half because Cincinnati got the ball to start the second half and they marched down and score. And then, then you're around, you know, we're right back into a one possession game. So it would have been really nice to put points on the board there. Um, I thought that the Bills kind of took their foot off the gas in the second half, and maybe they even did that in that drive, kind of said, we're up by two touchdowns. Let's just take it into half and, and you know, regroup and come out and pound them again in the second half. It looked like they got comfortable for a big part of the second half, and then maybe they realized, oh, crap, we're about to lose the game. They figured something out on, on the last drive of the game. Um, but it looked like they – like I said, it looked like they got comfortable and kind of took their foot off the gas and – I mean, Cincinnati made him pay for it. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to rattle off a couple stats here. You'll realize if you're a new listener to the show, we don't really use very much statistics unless they have context. I won't sit here and say Josh Allen had X passing yards in this game. And he had this completion percentage in this game, unless it actually means something. Yeah, You can look that up online. Right. Right. And now, the defense allowed 89 yards in the first half and just first two down for two first downs. And on Cincinnati's last drive after the Bills missed a 62-yard field goal, they had 33 yards on that last play. And that was a first down. So they really only had 54 yards of offense in the first half and only one first down. The defense was lightning out. The defense was lights out, and the Bills offense just failed to execute. I mean, they, they like I mentioned earlier, they had that forced fumble. They had a very short field. They had about 40 yards of field in front of them. And they fumbled the ball away and they left points on the board here. Cause at that point, the bills were up 11 to nothing. Mm -hmm. And you score a touchdown there. You're up 19, nothing before with just a handful of minutes before halftime. That's really draining on a team. And you, you, they let the Bengals stick around and I'm starting to see a trend, not with the bills defense, rather with the bills offense that they let their foot off the gas and they let these, in my opinion, inferior opponents come back into the game and they get into the situation like we saw where they had to have a fourth quarter game winning drive by Josh Allen after a few bad decisions, a few, a few bad play calls. And just like that, Cincinnati's back in it. I mean, I, we, we talked about this on the pregame show or the preview show last week that this isn't a bad team. They just, they're, they're lacking talent in other areas. They have talent, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, they have talent on the, throughout their football team. It's just there's sp- some spots they're really they have big hole, gaping holes in some spots and that's the next thing i want to cover is that our pass rush really wasn't prevalent in this game not yeah. as prevalent as i expected it yes they, they were getting pressure they weren't really getting home you had a few tip balls but they weren't really pitting their ears back and coming at them i didn't see a lit they weren't blitzing on pl- passing downs all that much this team has been blitzing on rundowns more often and i think that's very interesting and they blitz more so on passing downs against the Jets, an inferior offensive line like we saw with this Bengals team. And then against the, against the Giants, they didn't really send many blitzes at all at Saquon Barkley and, and Eli Manning. And then against Andy Dalton, they didn't send many blitzes at all 
they, they were capitalized on one in the, or, or, uh, in the second half where Levi Wallace got home on a nickel – or Kevin Johnson, rather, nickel, got home on a nickel blitz. But it, it, I didn't really see what I wanted to see from the pass rush in this game. Can you touch on that a little bit? Well, I think maybe you can trust your coverage a little more than you think. Their secondary is incredible. And you, obviously you want to put pressure on the quarterback, but if you can trust your coverage to, to get you four or five seconds, a four-man rush will do it. With a defensive line like the Bills have, obviously it's not the best in the league, but you got guys like Hughes and Oliver and Shaq Lawson up there. They're going to get to the quarterback eventually. And I – I don't mind not blitzing that much on passing downs because, like I said, you've got two great corners. You've got two great safeties over the top. So I don't really mind that. Um, the Bengals move the ball pretty well a couple drives in the second half. You know, there's a couple drives in the game where the offense, the Bengals offense just looked different than it did the rest of the game. They were able to move the ball. They had good play calls. They had receivers open. And then they ran the most basic play on the goal line you can possibly do when they had who was a Bernard come out of the backfield to the yep. right for the touchdown so I I don't mind I don't mind them the Bills not blitzing that much um, I think their defensive game plan has been great all year they've done what they had to do obviously they're going to have to do something this coming week but we can talk about that later um but I'd say other than those last two those not the last two but the two drives in the second half when the Bengals scored I think they looked really really good and that could also be a testament to the Bills getting comfortable and taking their foot off the gas, like I said, in the second half, kind of thinking we've already had, got this game won. Obviously, that wasn't true when Cincinnati scored 17 unanswered points, took the lead. However, I was pretty impressed by the defense. Um, I think, that, like I've said, they did what they had to do. That's really been my theme for the Bills' season so far. They've done what they had to do. I mean, they're 3-0. and You can say that they've had – they haven't had a lot of good offensive offense. Josh Allen's made some bad decisions. They haven't really made a big impact with the running game. Although Frank Gord, I thought had a good game this Sunday. You can say that the defense has done this or that, or they've played bad teams. They've won the games. You know, I'm mean, obviously the product on the field could be a lot better. We know that it, we're always going to say that they've won the games and there's a lot of area to improve. They're not the Patriots. They're not the chiefs. They're not the Rams, but they're undefeated. And so I'm satisfied as Bill's fan at this point in the year. I, I like what you had to say there. Now, at the beginning of your point, you touched on our secondary and the, the defensive game, game plan as a whole. Now, while this Bengals receiving core may not have been the deepest, but I, I think they're arguably the best receiving core we have faced thus far, with Ty, fe, featuring Tyler Board, featuring John mm -hmm. Ross, featuring players that, that can break you in one play. We saw, we saw Tyler Board get open often. We saw John Ross make a few plays. Now, what I didn't like is that there was a lack of defensive adjustment in the second half. The Bills came out there. They were playing a three-safety look basically the whole first half. They had mm -hmm. Saran Neal. They had Dean Marlowe coming out there as the third safety in a big nickel quote-unquote look. And they didn't adjust that going into the second half. They came out there, and they ran that, nick that big nickel defense. And it, Andy, Andy Dalton picked it apart a little bit in the second half. Now, I think that's really a testament to the Bills' offense really just keeping – allowing the Bengals to stick around in this game and not being very opportunistic, as I mentioned earlier. But the defense was lights out. The offense failed to capitalize and left points on the board despite numerous short fields. And you're right. They've done what they need to do. Every game is different. Every game is different. Every situation is different. The bottom line is they're 3-0 and they've won. But where my issue comes in – 
is they're playing the juggernaut this week. They are playing probably the best team in the NFL, if not the top three. And they, they've been perennially the best team in the league, and they've been the monkey on the Bills' back for damn near 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's the New England Patriots. And here's my issue. Both teams are 3-0, and yes. But the fashions of which they have gotten to where they are with their record have been very different. With the Patriots, we have seen them put together three games with four solid quarters in each game on all sides of the ball, special teams, defense, offense. They've been solid on all, all, on all facets of the game from quarter one to quarter four. Now with the Bills, I feel much more – or rather they, they have been inconsistent, if you will, and we, we're, we're lucky to see three solid quarters of football or maybe a half of solid football. And they've really gotten by by playing inferior opponents like the Jets, like the Giants, like – like the, uh, excuse me, like the Bengals. All those teams combined, they have a one and eight record. While the Patriots, all the teams combined, they have an 0 and nine record. So it can really, it's really, this is really the Patriots' first test, in my opinion, as far as their offense is concerned. They haven't played solid defenses. They haven't played good offenses either. I'll get into that in a minute. But Jeff, what do you think overall of this matchup against the New England Patriots? Well, it feels good as a Bills fan to call your team a test, doesn't it? You know, or a test for Tom Brady. Oh, absolutely. Um, we've seen this before. You know, I don't want to be the guy that says the Patriots are going to score 35 points, but they're going to. I mean, the, the thing, the thing that, that if you have to find something that's different about this game than all the other slaughterings that Tom Brady has done at New Airfield or the Ralph or whatever, the Bills' defense is better, and their secondary is better. The Bills, we've seen good Bills' defenses recently, like under Jim Schwartz. That was a really good defense. Um, this defense is good, and I'd like to say that maybe – keeping them in the game, keeping the Patriots to maybe 20, 25 points gives you a chance to win. And I hope that's the case, but they haven't proved it to me. If the bills defense can do enough to keep the Patriots offense in check this week, not give up 50 like the dolphins did to them, then I will be impressed. And that will really change my opinion on the bills defense. They've been good against bad offenses. I will credit that to them. They've been good against bad offenses. They're good this week then watch out. This, this could be the best defense in the league if, if they're good this week. But we've we really got to see, you know, that this, is, this week really will prove a lot. The Bills can really prove themselves this week. Um, they can, if, I don't, can't say they're going to win, but if you lose by a score, you prove something to yourself. You know, that this team is different than the, all the ones all the other years, the seven and nine teams, the eight and eight teams, even the nine and seven teams. You can prove that this team could be different if you go out there and you make a statement by playing with the Patriots who haven't given anyone a reason to think they're not still the best team in football. Um, if you go out and play with them, that really will show, show the league a lot. Right. I, I can agree with you on all fronts with that. Now, you mentioned our defense being key in this game. I agree with you. And the matter of the fact is, I think, New Eng- I think getting points on New England's defense is key in this game. And here's why. They, average, they allow, on average, 199 yards per, allowed per game in three weeks into the season, but they've played the 30th, the 31st, and the 32nd ranked offenses in the league to this point. So that's why I say this is really the first test for this Patriots team. It's just a matter of this offensive play calling and execution being far more consistent. It needs to be more consistent. And if you want to beat a New England Patriot team, you need to, you need to execute. You need to have solid play calling. You can't let your foot off the gas. That's why I have been so concerned 
whether it's the Giants game, whether it's the Jets game, all of the games to this point, honestly, as a fan, I've overlooked every single opponent because I felt they are inferior and there's no excuse that the Bills shouldn't beat these football teams. I thought that the, going into the season, the Bills should be 3-0 and going into this game. Now, I didn't think that the play calling would be this would look this inconsistent or the execution would look this inconsistent. I did not think that was going to be the matter of the fact. Mm-hmm. But you touch on the defense and how they have played against the Patriots really ever since Sean McDermott has taken over. Brady has thrown more t- interceptions than he has thrown touchdowns since facing a Sean McDermott defense since 2017. He's thrown four interceptions against three touchdowns. But I think the ultimate factor – in slowing down this Patriot offense and containing this Patriot offense and limiting their points is stopping the running game. Since Sean McDermott has taken over, the Bills allow on average 247 passing yards per game. And I think since you're playing, let's be honest, the GOAT as far as quarterbacks are concerned, 247 Mm -hmm. yards per game is pretty good. It's pretty good. Whether Brady's tailing off in the second half or or in the twilight of his career or not, it's pretty good. But why I say the, the X factor in this game to stop, is to stop the run is because, on average, the Bills have allowed 158 yards rushing per game since Sean McDermott has taken over. I think, all, I think that's really what it's going to come down to, and they are super deep in the running back position, whether it's Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, or, or James White, or Damian Harris, who I'm not even sure if they've activated yet. Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick, and he's talented out of Alabama they haven't even activated him yet because they're so deep at the running back position. I think that you need to contain the run game. And the Bills have done it. They've done a good job so far playing the likes of Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, and Joe Mixon. Now, Joe Mixon popped off a couple runs last week just because they wanted to catch the Bills off guard. But the Bills overall, they have contained the running game to this point. Jeff, what do you think the Bills should do to stop the running game against a very deep backfield for the New England Patriot offense? Well, I like the idea of making Tom Brady beat you. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go into the game all concerned about the passing game and then give up a bunch of rushing yards, and that's why you lose. You want to keep the Patriots' offense one-dimensional. But we talked about how they how the Bills have blitzed a lot against the run, and if that's something that they're comfortable in doing, by all means, do it. You know, I mean, I mean, I said before, trust your secondary. The Patriots don't throw the ball down the field a ton. They really don't. It's a lot of short passes. It's a lot of outs. It's a lot of slants. It's a lot out of the backfield. Um, so if you blitz, if you're comfortable blitzing against the the run, by all means, do it. You know, what I mean, second and tens. You know, I mean, even on first down, blitz the run, plug the middle. You got, you know, you can't give up runs up the middle. I think they've done a good job of doing that so far. But like I said, if you're comfortable blitzing, by all means, do it. You know, don't be afraid that you're going to get beat deep with your good secondary. Don't be afraid that you're going to get burned on a sweep or an end around or something. Just, just bless you. And they have nothing to lose. You know, let's talk about that. The Bills have absolutely nothing to lose. So why not go for it and have aggressive play calling? They, they opened the game as seven and a half point underdogs in their house. And Jeff, you were at the game this week, this week as well. I think you can speak onto how loud that place was onto how pumped that place was. Bills mafia showed out for the home opener and being that it's the monkey that's been on our back for 20 years and it's Tom Brady and it's the New England Patriots, the Bills are 3-0, and they're 3-0, and this very well much could be the game for the division. I mean, I may be looking too far ahead, but it very much well could be the game for the, that decides the winner of the AFC East. I know that's a, that's a stretch given the history of the Bills and how they look in September versus the rest of the season, but I, I'm very confident in this football team. 
I don't think this is really going to be a team that tapers off at the end of the season and start 4-0 and and finish 8-8 and or start 3-0 and and finish 7-9 and or whatever, whatever, if you will. But the reason – I think the reason they really don't pass the ball against this Bills secondary is Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, they both have defensive back coaching in their background. They're both at heart defensive back coaches. And Bill Belichick knows that very well. That's why you don't see the, the most – Tom Brady, the most passing yards Tom Brady has ever had since the, the Sean McDermott regime has taken over is 324. And you and I have both seen Tom Brady throw for 450 yards on this team mm-hmm. seemingly almost every single year versus other regimes. And that's why I, you see them run the ball so much because Bill Belichick knows that that's been the weakness for the Sean McDermott defense since he's taken over. They finished 20, I believe it was 28th in 2017 and 16th in 2018. And I think that's ultimately what's going to be what decides this game. You talk about how they, they don't really stretch the field that much. They dig and dunk. They, yeah. they throw it underneath. And I think with linebackers like Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, I don't think that works for this New England offense. I don't think you're going to get by by doing that. You're going to have to run the ball at this defensive line. If you want to beat the Bills this week, or if the Bills want to beat the Patriots this week, rather, you're going to have to stop the running game. You're going to have to blitz on running downs. Shaq Lawson's going to have to have a great game. And do you think Jerry, they do it? You, do you think they stop the running game? What was that? You think they stop the running game? Do you think they do it? I ultimately don't think they will. I, I don't. I, we're, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. But overall, I like how their wide receivers match up against our defensive backs. When they had, when they had Antonio Brown, I was getting, I was a bit concerned because you have AB, you have Josh Gordon, you have Julian Edelman. Those are three solid receivers with the greatest quarterback of all time back there, and I was concerned about it. But now you got just got Josh Gordon. Julian Edelman hurt his chest this week. I can't, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so I can't really speak on whether, his, whether he's going to be active this week against the Bills or not. But I ultimately like how this Patriots wide receiving core matches up against the Bills defensive backs. And I, it, it sounds crazy, but I think if you have Tom Brady and you have this Patriot offense throwing the ball at you, I think you have him where you want him. Yeah, and it's easier said than done, obviously. You know, I mean – like I, like I said before, those two Bengals drives that they scored this week kind of made it look easy. And I think that Tom Brady can do that for an hour if he wants to. He can do it for 60 minutes of football. So it's easier said than, said than done. But, you know, if we're looking for ways that the Bills can win, that's definitely the key to it. Definitely the key to it. You have to hold them to 20 points. You know, if they, if they score three touchdowns, then I think that's a win for the Bills defense, as crazy as that seems. Um, you know, I mean, it, I mean – and the thing is, they come out and the defense could hold them to 17 points. And the Bills could only score 10. You know, it, it's going right. to be – it's tough. It's so tough to beat the Patriots. We know that because they always have good defenses too. It's not just Brady. They're always solid on defense, and um, except for against Nick Foles. But they're always good on defense, and it takes such a complete game to beat them. The Bills right. have nothing to lose, though. Like I said, that will help them. That will help them. Do I think it will make them win? No. Patriots aren't afraid of anyone. Tom Brady owns New Era Field. He owned it when it was the Ralph. Um, <laughs> so I don't have confidence. But if we're looking for ways the Bills can win, yeah, stop the run game. Play good. Def- play the defensive backs need to play well. Sorry, and capitalize on turnovers. Get turnovers. Force fumbles. Do something and score. Stop. Get a turnover in on in the red zone. You know you punt. Patriots got the ball in the 20, get an interception, fumble, get a fumble and score. Please score a damn touchdown. If you get Tom Brady to turn the ball over, that's what you need to do. You absolutely have to. Right. That's what I wanted to touch on next. 
because the last time we saw the Bills beat the beat a Tom Brady led offense, it was in New Era. It was well back then. It was Ralph Wilson Stadium, but New Era Field. It was there. It was back in 2011 when the Bills won 34 to 31. The previous year, Tom Brady only threw four interceptions in the entire season, and then he comes into he comes into New Era Field and he throws four interceptions in that game. The Bills were capitalizing off of those turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's what I that was. This is my fact key factor of the game. The Bills need to force turnovers, and they need to get points off of turnovers. Last week, they forced three turnovers. Two of those, the last turnover was to seal the game. The Tredavious White tipped interception. Great Mm -hmm. pick. Great play. Yeah, that was awesome. But they forced two turnovers. They didn't get field goals off of them. They got zero points off of two turnovers that ultimately could have changed the entire momentum of the game, and you let the Bengals stick around, and they come back, and you're in a game where you have to have Josh Allen come down and go down the field and score. But – we're going to get into our predictions here. I ultimately think that I don't want to, I'm not going to bet that with the inconsistent play callings, the inconsistent uh, execution, I don't think it's just go just so happened to coincidentally change against the bill's best opponent to this point. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to change. I could be wrong. Brian Dabble could be saving 95% of his play playbook for this game, specifically knowing the matchups that he had going to the season, just as we did. But I ultimately don't think that's going to be the case. I think that the Bills' offense is going to be, isn't going to be as opportunistic as they need to be. I think ultimately that the Bills are going to lose by a score of 34-20. to 20. It's going to be the first loss of the season. I think they're going to look competitive. They're going to, but uh, honestly, the, if you break down the season into quarters, three, if you told me the Bills are going to start 3-1 and one, that in this past January or whenever the schedule came out, I would, I would agree with that, given if I looked at the schedule and saw they played – Jets, Giants, Bengals, Patriots. I would say three and one. That was my preseason prediction: is that the Bills would start the season three and one going into the game against the Tennessee Titans, and I think that's it's it's not bad at all. It's not mm-hmm. bad at all. If you finish every quarter three and one, you're thirteen and three. Damn it! Come on. Yeah. Like it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a tough game, but it's just the first. I, I think it's gonna be the first loss of the season, and I think the main, the biggest thing is is how do you respond. How will this team respond to a loss? We've seen them have success early into the season. I want to see them bounce back and have resiliency and come out firing against the, the Tennessee Titans in week five. Yeah, I'm going to take the Pats 31-17. to 17. You know, I think even if the Bills' defense gets out to a good start and has a couple of shutdown drives, forces some three and outs to start, I don't think that means they can piece it together for the whole game. It's tough to do that especially against this offense. I think that eventually the walls will break. The Patriots will score. Um, the Bills might get a garbage touchdown at the end. I know you'd text me that this week. I said, <laughs> when I said it'll be like 31 to three, they'll go, the Bills will score in garbage time. Um, so yeah, 31, 17 pats, but Bill's defense, Bill's offense proved me wrong. Please let's, let's get it this week. Oh, believe me. I, I want to be a new era feel for this game. Cause if the Bills beat the Patriots, you and I both want to see it. We both want yeah. to see it. But if we're being pragmatic about this and we're being we, – we want to be analytically correct about it, I just don't see it as very likely. I Believe me, Bills Mafia, I want to see them win this game. And trust me, if they win this game, man, man, it's going to be hard to lay off that Kool-Aid. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard <laughs> to be sober at that point off that Kool-Aid, man. It's going to be hard to be pragmatic at that point. But, yeah. Jeff, tell the good people where they can find you. Find me on Twitter at RealJUVINO, R-E-A-L-J-U-V-E-I-N-O. 
Don't forget to follow the Cold Front Report on Twitter, Instagram, and like us on Facebook. That's at Cold Front Report, all social media handles. You can find me on Twitter as well, at CFR Clayton. That's C-F-R-C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. And this has been the Overtime Podcast presented by the Cold Front Report. Go Bills. Go Bills.